Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here in 2022 on the PHNX network. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as a man coming to you from the future and the mayor of PHNX. And of course, I'm joined by my fellow future in, uh, if that's what you want to call him, uh, vice mayor, friend, <laughs> co-host, Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, I still haven't had, you know, that that first moment every year where you have to write down the date Yes, and you inevitably get it wrong the first I, time, yeah. maybe the first few times you do it. I haven't yep. had that happen yet, so I'm still, I'm prepared to put 2021 on every form that I sign for the next two months before I finally figure it out. But you're right, I, Derek, it is 2022. Yes. Here we are. We made it. Yes, and I uh, used to work in the banking industry, Jesse, so I know exactly mm. what you're talking about. Yes, uh, yes. This entire week would be a nightmare for me no normally making those mistakes but i don't have to worry about that anymore all i had to do was write dbacks podcast uh 010222 and i managed to do that properly you so did. i'm you did. very thrilled yes. with myself on getting the date right and of course this podcast uh, from the future is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook app Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. And new customers that do that can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they if they do, you will win $200 in free bets. That's right. You will win whatever money you get for betting at least $5 on any NFL team and $200 in free bets instantly. Don't mess out on this action. Turn that free bets into even more money and you know, make it rain, like they say on the commercial. Hope you guys are having a great 2022. Uh, I, not so much. I am not having a good 2022, Jesse. I am, admit, uh, a, a big uh, room change that's going on still. that started in 2021 and is still going on in 2022. Uh, I am a very OCD person at times, Jesse. I like my stuff to be in a place. I like things sure. uh, to be relatively organized and neat in my life. So I am losing my mind right now. My but house. You're, pod you're podcasting from a jungle, Derek. What can I am now podcasting <laughs> from the jungle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> apparently people do not like the painting motif in this room. Uh, just to explain it. I painted this room for my daughter when she was born. So I hope you feel bad now about yourselves. Monsters that said <laughs> things about the painting in my in my new office but uh yes i did not want to paint over it my daughter was done with the jungle she wanted a new clean start she actually wanted just like white walls with a tinge of like purple or a tinge of pink in it uh, so that's what we gave her in her new room but i could not paint over the jungle just yet i wasn't ready to part ways with it so i decided to live in the jungle which is where this podcast now is being brought to you from uh, and i really uh hate hate what's going on in my house, Jesse. I can't stand it. It's kind of like, you know, when you talk about baseball players in their mental state, right? Like how hard it is to play a game when you have something going on in your life, when your life is in disarray, when just in general, you know, like some of these guys, they, they move a lot. So sometimes their home isn't really settled in when they've been like sure. traded from one team to the next or whatever. I can't imagine trying to go out and, you know, play a game when, you have all this other stuff going on in life. I can barely write an article with the just monstrosity that is my living room. I didn't even have a place, Jesse. Last week, I was podcasting from my bed in front of some <laughs> curtains. Uh, so that just kind of goes to show what my life is like. I will say this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I am now in a soundproofed 
room. I have soundproofing up on the back of the door even. Uh, So hopefully you're not going to hear my dogs bark at cars or people or anything else that pass by. Also, uh, I got some pretty nifty lights that I'm excited about uh, up in here. And I'll have places for all my toys. My bobbleheads, by the way, now are very close to where I podcast from. So if the necessity for me to bring down like a Nick Ahmed in a space astronaut, you know, uniform sure. it calls for it in a, in a pinch, I'm ready. <laughs> I got everything from now. I got the whole Star Wars collection over here. Cattell Marte is a luchador. Uh, the train sounds from the David Peralta. Uh, one that makes the noise. I got Jake Lamb with the lamb. That one's adorable. Uh, but yeah, that, my, my life my life is getting organized, Jesse. Uh, but that you know what? That's one thing that's great about this show, especially on Mondays, because on Mondays we don't need to worry about any of that. We don't need to worry about how disorganized my life is. We don't need to worry about anything else. All we need to worry about, Jesse, is the mailbag. And that's what we're going to, because that's what we do here on Mondays. It's time for Mailbag Monday. Mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. Always something interesting in our mailbox, of course. Uh, our mailbox is brought to you by you guys. We thank you, as always, for your questions. And this week's first question comes from our pal Kyle Collins at Kyle Collins 5. Kyle asks, looking at the current issues with the Coyotes are having with their home and recent reports about Chase Field needing some work, do we have any reason to be concerned about the D-backs being homeless for a season in the next few years? And if so, where would they go? Uh, and I think that's actually a really great question. I, I say that because Chase Field does need some work, and I don't think right. that the D-backs are going to have anywhere, <laughs> luckily, anywhere near the issues that the Coyotes are having. I don't think they're going to get to that point of contention. Uh, well, hopefully with, they actually pay their pay their rent, right? <laughs> <laughs> pay their taxes and their rent. Or and, pay yeah, their tax- all of that. I guess it was taxes is yeah. what they yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully the D-backs will actually stay on top of that. The Coyotes Oops. set a pretty low bar for the other teams in the in the Valley when it comes to, to staying up on, on the little things. Um, but and yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't help with their whole situation, right? Because, like, again, just like what the, what the Diamondbacks have gone through with the city of Phoenix or Maricopa, and Maricopa County and the and Chase Field, the the you know Coyotes have gone through even kind of more embarrassing public arguments and this whole situation uh, with with Glendale, right? It's been a nightmare. Uh, it's been just a bad relationship, and I don't really understand how it's kind of spiraled spiraled out of control so much. Obviously, you could check out the PHNX Coyotes podcast to find out more on that because they could they discuss it at length and are experts on what's going on. But one thing Craig Morgan and I have talked about a few times has been about how, you know, the, the Coyotes fan base is based in the East Valley. That's just the name of the game. So uh, the idea to move them Why to Glendale in the that? first place, that, that it's just it, so random. It does seem so random, Jesse, but to be honest here in Phoenix, it's, it's where the wealth is, you know, and it's not to say that it's, it's not to say that in like a degrading way. It's actually like financially something you can find as of record that, that people with the wealthier people that live in the city of Phoenix and the area of the city of Phoenix tend to live in the East Valley. Cause that's where Scottsdale is. 
that is sure. where you know a, a tent like there there's just some amazing you know neighborhoods in in the east valley and the bigger thing is is that there is a just a strong hockey fan base in the east valley there like when i was growing up and my friend played hockey and he was one of the top ranked goalies in, in the state he was one of the only guys from the west side that played hockey <laughs> like it's kind of a joke amongst his teammates and such right but uh yeah whenever we went to like parties or hung out with uh, his 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 hockey teammates they were always based in the east valley it's where kids growing up seem to play hockey is is more based in the east valley and that's where a lot of their season ticket holders are uh you know and then you you made it so that these people now had to travel basically over an hour to go to a sporting event, you know, and, and then travel home after, you know, being there late, you know, maybe having some drinks, whatever the case may be. That's, that's a miserable, you know, long drive home that I know a lot of yeah. people wouldn't, wouldn't want to take. Right. Um, but the Diamondbacks are centrally located. And I think that this actually could come up more for renovations. I think if the Diamondbacks uh, and, and Maricopa County decide to do something, radical to chase field to make it a better stadium some of the ideas we've talked about removing seats you know whatever the case may be just doing something similar to what they did with the footprint center where it's just a better uh experience as a fan going there and watching the game you know one of one of my favorite things it it has been at you know both state farm stadium and at uh the footprint center is the standing room areas that you can go and hang out if you don't feel like sitting in your seat sometimes your seats sure. sometimes Some good hangout spots yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot just... of baseball stadiums have that kind of thing and chase field doesn't i guess there's the sand lot where where the kids there, play and whatnot there are some there's areas a, yeah. a few but, spots yeah but a lot of the time when you're walking on the concourse and walking around you definitely feel disconnected from the action it doesn't feel like right. there's a great place to stand not to mention if you walk that walkway out in the outfield you got all the security guards telling you to keep it moving because they don't want you stopping and watching the game from along there. And it's like, but it's too why? good of a view. They have to, protect but why? It. <laughs> Come on. There's like, there's, there's like 750 people at this game. Can we just stand here? Is it that big of a deal? <laughs> you know, like, come on, guys, give it a rest for one night. Uh, I just think, though, that if the renovations, let's say, are major, they could cross over because baseball is such a long season. You know, you're talking about the off time being from October. Uh, November, December, January, February, you know, March. So, you know, five, six months to make some major renovations. And in some case, that might not be enough time. I doubt that they would, they, they, I doubt they would do anything that would cause them to be displaced. I just also think that having games, if, if the necessity came up at some place here in the Valley, wouldn't be that hard. You know, I, I know they probably wouldn't want to have a major league ball game at a, spring training field right but uh perhaps phoenix municipal or you know where uh asu plays sure you know something like that might not be out of the question uh but again i i i don't know i don't i i, I don't see it being a big issue where they won't find some place here in the valley that they can play games if, if that kind of necessity came up yeah, I mean, the Coyote situation is not exactly normal, right? I mean, that's not something no. that really, like, even in, in baseball, that's, I, I don't really remember that ever happening as far as I'm aware, where a team just had nowhere to go for, you know, for one reason or another. So, um, yeah, I 
the Diamondbacks lease on Chase Field expires after 2028. So I think that's the soonest where they might have some sort of um, at least they're going to have to figure something out after 2028, whether it be extending their lease of Chase Field or or maybe looking elsewhere. Uh, we all remember the Henderson, Nevada story from a few years ago where the Diamondbacks. Oh, don't you start. They basically, they threatened <laughs> to, they threatened to leave and they use that as leverage uh, in their in their ongoing conversations with Maricopa County. But uh, from what we've heard, it sounds like their differences are, are kind of worked out. And I do expect the Diamondbacks will probably be at Chase Field beyond 2028. Um, and I expect what what you just said. They're, they're probably going to do something like what they did with the Footprint Center, where, you know, go, building an entirely new stadium as attractive as of an option as that is. And it's something I think they will do eventually. Um, but I don't I don't think Chase Field is quite there yet. Right. It's not the place yeah. that we it's not the it's not the home of our dreams, but it's also totally fine. Right. It, it gets the job done. So I think with with some simple renovations, um, I think they could totally make Chase Field playable for, you know, five, 10, um, 15 more years, maybe before they have to, you know, look for some sort of external option. As much as we want a stadium that's like outdoors and like a real baseball stadium. Yeah. I can't help but think of the game I went to this season at ASU uh, against Washington state. It was the blackout game, which means that you wear black to this game. Oh, was it Uh, really hot? (laughs) They chose to do it during a day game for some reason. What month Uh, was this? uh september i want to say okay uh, yeah september it, you're not really uh you're not really it might have been october but it was miserable it was miserable jesse and we were just like i literally like my friend tim Ogney is a gigantic tree of a human being and i tried my best to hide behind him hide in his shade <laughs> and, and and i could not it was i've been i've been miserable at chase field before there are times yeah. uh even i think i remember one year on opening day i was in the upper concourse uh just sitting in the stands with some friends and when the sun is out and it pretty much always is it was a day game and it can be just brutal it's if just you're brutal. in direct yeah. sunlight if the yeah. chase field roof is open. So right. even as it stands right now, when when that roof is open, sometimes those things can happen already. Exactly. And so I, I don't know what the correct answer there is to rectify that because I feel like no matter what, we're going to be in some sort of building with you know a, a retractable roof that that's going to have to close during certain times of the year because it's just going to be unbearable otherwise uh i like i said that's that's in the fall in in tempe that's a nice time of the year it was a pleasant day i remember we were drinking in the garage you know tailgating having a good time uh it did not get bad until like you said until you were in in the sun and you couldn't move and couldn't escape it uh it was yeah it was pretty bad but Mm. um you know again there are uh, a lot of options and i wouldn't be surprised to see um, you know, again, that Salt River Fields area, maybe one day turned into their eventual home. You know, I, I just think that that's that's really trending in my mind towards the ultimate goal, and I think that that at times is why they're fighting with the the county so much and doing some of the things that they're doing in order to just yeah. kind of set the mindset that they want to get out of Chase Field, but. 
Um, anyway, at least that would be a smart move because again, we talked about the wealth base being in the East Valley and you're moving right dead center into like Scottsdale, uh, right across yeah, from Talking it's a, Stick that's a Resort. Great, it's a great location you know, for, for a baseball stadium. That's for sure. Yep. But, uh, I'll tell you this much, Jesse. Uh, did you get a chance to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook while you were here? I, I went on, I went on the app, Derek, but I didn't place any bets when I was there this time. Oh, I have coward. to confess. I know. I know. The NFC, yeah. NFL season I was too busy down. running away from the Omicron because yeah. everywhere, everywhere I turned when I was in Arizona before getting sick left and right. I know. And it was, uh, yeah, it was an eventful week for me in Phoenix, but <laughs> well, that's uh, exactly why all of our live shows together got shut down. And, uh, my trip that I have in one week is, uh, honestly, it start, I have a trip to San Francisco that was going to go for some specific events, and I got sent what is now the new itinerary for me and my friends now that those events okay. have been canceled. Oh. And let me tell you, it's not looking too bad. I'm, I'm, your, friends, I'm, your friends are on it. They've got a backup My plan, friends, huh? let me tell you, Jesse, I have the best damn friends to travel with in the world. Uh, some of them work for airlines. Uh, some oh. of them are just really smart uh, and most of the time, the best part about it is they always want to plan stuff out. Uh, and me being a dad of a family who constantly has to be in charge and make all the decisions, loves that part about going on vacation with my friends that make all the decisions. They make it so easy for me. I hand yes. them my money. I agreeably go along with any stupid shit that they want to do. And we have an absolute blast. I am a great person to go on vacation with because all I want to do is take a vacation away from making decisions and being in charge. Uh, so I will agreeably <laughs> go along with all of your plans, but that's only if you agreeably go with my plans to go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You don't have much time. Uh, NFL season is almost gone. The playoffs will be here before you know it. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, offers are getting even more amazing. New customers right now can bet just $5. And I don't know how you can be a new customer. I don't know how you made it this long. But new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL, any, NFL, any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets using our code of PHNX. Don't miss out on this action. Of course, DraftKings Sports customers can get NFL action with same-game parlays by combining multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout or, you know, combine multiple bets from multiple games for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Remember that code again is PHNX, and you'll bet just $5 on any NFL team or more, just $5 or more, to win and if they win you will win two hundred dollars two hundred dollars in free bets uh 21 and over only arizona only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 jesse we got another question in the mail all right hit me with our mailbag it. our mailbag was pretty full this week uh this question is i guess three questions in one but we can kind of rapid fire this one uh, Justin McDermott asks uh, McDermott or McDermott. I'm sorry McDier if I McDermott. I McDermott. Wow. I'm sorry. We're we're just we're butchering it right we're now. We're bad. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't you know, know which it's one my, of us has it right. <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, because we we that's what we do on the show. We butcher names. Uh, one free agent we should target. One MLB player we should extend, and that we have that we should extend, and one minor league player we should try to buy out, extend, a la Evan White. Mm. Um, and you looked that up. What was the, what was the Evan white deal? Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, um, what, 
what happened with uh, with Evan White is basically the Seattle Mariners really liked him as a prospect. And so they said, hey, before he's even really played uh, in the major leagues at all, we are going to extend him. We are going to buy out all of his arbitration years and we are going to uh, set up three club options after his original contract um, would have would have expired. So uh, ultimately, it wound up being, uh, I think, essentially a six year deal with three with three club options. And, and of course you, you normally have six years of team control anyway. So they really were just adding on buying out all the arbitration years and then adding on three years after that. So with this one, Derek, I basically what you're looking for is do the question is, do the diamondbacks have any prospects, any guys who have not really played in the majors um, or have only played in the majors a little bit that you are very confident are going to be so good to the point where you want to just buy out all their arbitration years right now and, and extend them beyond when their current deal would, would hit free agency. And I think the diamondbacks might, um, yeah, it's a pretty gutsy move. It's not something we see very often, but if they were to come, if they were to come to Alec Thomas say, and be like, Hey, we really you like you answer. as a player and stole my answer. <laughs> I, I think he's the only answer in, in my mind. I'm not sure yeah. of another player where I would consider this. I don't know if Alec Thomas would consider that because I think Alec Thomas is probably confident in himself enough to think that he could earn himself way more money by just playing, playing out these first few seasons of his career and seeing how good he is when, when the Mariners did this with Evan white, I think it was six years and 24 million. Um, and then they had three club options after that for an average of about 10 million each Alec Thomas. If he plays the way that we think he could, could make way more money than that just by yeah. playing, by playing this out. So I don't think it'll happen. I think it's an interesting thing to, to throw out there. Um, but he's the only name that I can really come up with. Uh, I agree. I can't think of anybody else. And even, even him, uh, it's, it's risky, right? Because again, the thing that we're basing this on far too often is their, how well they're doing in Reno, which is just such a tricky, Yeah, it's such a tricky, you want to commit, you know, especially when you see them putting up the numbers uh, that he was putting up, but you know, we talked about this with several guys in the past, and including uh, Josh Van Meter and others who really did put up some pretty great numbers um, in Reno. And then, you know, when they came up to the major league level, they just didn't have that same level of play, you know. And, and um, even so, so, I mean, something that I would that I would add into this is just the story of Evan White himself. He was a very good player in the in the minor leagues. Um and you know what, he, what he's done so far in the majors is not particularly impressive. Uh, this last year, he had a buck 44 with an OPS under 500. So I don't know if the Mariners are necessarily very happy that they're, you know, tied to Evan White through the entire duration of his deal and have already bought out all of his arbitration years. If they hadn't made this move, it, it kind of looks like Evan White might not really stick with the Mariners for that long at all. But now they're, they're sort of stuck with him in a sense, regardless of, of how he performs. All right, so working our way back here, uh, backwards here, one MLB player we have and should extend. Uh, the answer for me is Carson Kelly. Okay, okay. I would, I would extend Carson Kelly right now. Wow. I feel like, I feel like, and here's why. I think that they could save a lot of money by doing so, 
because I think if Carson Kelly is healthy in 2022 with, with Mather as his hitting coach, Carson Kelly is going to have one of the best years of his career. Mm. And I think that if they go to extend him or offer him a new contract after this year, it's going to cost them way more money than it would have had they just gotten it done now. That that's interesting. He, I mean, so he's under, he's under team control right now through 2024. So you've already got three more seasons with him, which to me feels like, you know, I mean, you've already got three more years of the guy. It's, it's pretty gutsy to extend someone who you already have that much control over, but I'm with you. I mean, if, if a player is someone that you think you want to have around for a very long time, I mean, you know, it, it could make sense to go for it right now. He's 27. So right now they control Carson Kelly through his age 30 season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe you want Carson Kelly for his age 31 and 32 seasons or something like that. I could I could see that being something the Diamondbacks could look into. Do you have anybody Um. Oh, for ex- for extending a player? Yeah, I mean, so other guys that that come to mind, I mean, Cattell Marte is probably the, the main name that comes to people's minds. They also control him through 2024. Um, and I, I don't know if you could get Cattell Marte to sign an extension when he still has three years left on his deal. Um, he probably not. Uh, I think he's going to want to bet on himself and, and try to, uh, try to shore up his injury past a little bit in these next two years and, and get himself a a good payday here in a few seasons. But, um, Zach Gallen is the other name that, that people might think of. He's under team control through 2025. So they have four more seasons there. I don't think that makes sense. The one name that I could see is Merrill Kelly uh, because Merrill Kelly is yeah. only under control like through this next season. And we've talked about it before. I would be pretty surprised if Merrill Kelly is still a diamondback um, by, you know, past the trade deadline, because I yep. think there's going to be a lot of teams interested in him, but maybe the diamondbacks want to keep Merrill Kelly around and maybe he wants to stay here. We've, we've talked about his, his past, right? He went to high school in Arizona. He went to, community college in Arizona up in Prescott and he went to uh, ASU of course so he has a pass here maybe he would want to stick around so that's that's my the name I would throw out there all right uh as far as free agents that we would like to target uh does this have to be realistic can I just go off (laughs) because go for it Derek (laughs) Nick Castellanos Nick Castellanos. All right. All right. Uh, but why, why, why Nick Castellanos, Derek? Uh, well, here's the more important thing. Not only does he hit the goddamn cover off the ball, right? We have a need for, you know, outfielders. Uh, and most importantly, his familiarity already with Joe Mather and his hitting system. I think having a shining example who's already bought in to his system as a leader on the team that could get other people to buy into how things worked and how improvements, you know, what, what improvements did for his game and, and such, especially considering that this guy had a 4.5 war, then yeah, I think, uh, I think that that could be something that spreads. He could be like the patient zero of hitting and he gets on the team and everybody contracts the hitting virus. That's probably a bad <laughs> metaphor to use in this modern era, but 
<laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, no, I think Nick Castellanos is going to make quite a bit of money. Probably, <laughs> probably I more did. than the Diamondbacks are willing hey, to offer. I clarified. You said, I you clarified. said unrealistic. So yes, we were. I was. I didn't go I after Kyle boring. Seager, Chris Bryant. I, well, Kyle Seager's gone, but I did go after Chris Bryant. Uh, but I do want somebody at third base. So I mean, take your pick. Uh, Starlin Castro, I still think would be a good uh, fit. Sure. Or Hanser Alberto, I like him as a lot. Oh well, so uh, those would be more realistic signings. And I think again, addressing, you know, in free agency, I would love to see them address one of their positional needs that they have right now in free agency. I, I I'm still not very confident about them being able to, you know, bring up guys. You know, maybe maybe the outfield might be a little bit better, but I I still don't know what they're going to do at third base. Nick Castellanos did play third base once upon a time, Derek. God damn so, it, Jesse! You're just go. making you're just making a case for why they should. <laughs> he's not a. Checkbook. I don't think he's a particularly good third baseman now. I think there's a reason uh, that he's been sure. moved out of that role and now plays right sure. field. But it's, but it's theoretically a possible. In a pinch, go. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess I don't know. We'll figure that out, and we will inform you guys more on that as the postseason goes on, and uh, or postseason the lockout <laughs> goes on, this off season, if you want to call it that, it exists. But uh, please go to gophnx.com and read all of our stuff. Jesse has a new piece that's coming out that's ridiculously long. Jesse yeah. put so much work <laughs> into it. So many words. Uh, There's but, a lot of uh, words, but I'm hoping it is it is an overview of I, I started out, Derek, by writing about every single trade that Mike Hazen has made. And on paper, it sounded like a great idea. And then I started working on it and I was like, oh, my gosh, this page, this this article is going to be 10,000 words long. So I, I altered the story and now it's about the most significant trades that Mike Hazen has made. So I'm no longer writing about you know, well, getting, we getting my for, for a portion of a season. Right. But yeah, there's still some, some good information there. And I still talk about, about 10 different trades that, that Hazen has made. So, uh, so yeah, it should be up, should be up as we speak. So go, go check that out. And meanwhile, I gave you guys more information on why I made my casting choices for the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks movie. There you go. That's what the both, people really want. Derek. Both sides of the coin. That's <laughs> both sides of the coin. You can get that over at gophnx.com. Remember, uh, sign up to become a member. You can get the annual membership and you'll get a free t-shirt over at the PHNX locker. Uh, or uh, you'll get your month-to-month option and you'll get that first month for just 50 cents. Uh, and again, join us. You'll get that uh, members-only uh, you will get the members-only uh, uh, discounts over at the PHNX Locker as well as joining us on the members-only Discord where we will talk about uh, the lockout and say bad things about baseball until they come back. And we'll just talk about them behind their back. Don't worry about it. They'll, don't, they're not on our Discord, so they won't know what we say about them. <laughs> what happens when Rob Manfred becomes a, a PHNX family member there? Oh, and man, I'll tell you. Our Discord channel. I would love, I'd love to see what, what do you think his handle would be? What do you think his handle would be? <laughs> Red Hot Manfred. Yes. Uh, right, yes. right. 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 Said Manfred. Uh, right. Said uh, Drop Dead Manfred. Uh, I don't know. We 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 come up with an idea, but uh, you can make up whatever handle you want to on our members only Discord. Uh, but Jesse, we've got one more question before we go. All uh, right. Last question comes to us from our friend Brett Lee Johnson, and he asks an impossible question, but of course we're going to try to answer it, uh, and that's Brett underscore Johnson 44 asks, what are your predictions for what the new CBA might have in it? Like, what changes do you think owners 
and the MLBPA would be willing to budge on to get a deal done. And I wish I, I wish we could ask Rob Manfred in the in the yeah in the chat. What, I hope he's he, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Rob, give us the up to date. Well, the last information we have was that the uh, latest MLBPA proposal included higher compensation for younger players, earlier free agency and salary arbitration timelines, and a series of measures designed to make teams more competitive. Right, which, that's what they were. That's what they were chasing after, essentially. And, uh, as far as we know, this is from back in December. Right. So. And the series of uh, measures is things like, uh, I, I don't know, the competitive balance picks and uh, setting a floor for teams as far as their spending goes, things right. like that to try to make make sure that teams aren't just in it for the purpose of running their team as a business and not for the purpose of winning. Uh, owners in turn uh, have sought expanded playoffs free agency based on age and an overhaul to the salary arbitration system. So I will say, first of all, that I think that that overhaul to the salary arbitration system is going to happen in one way or, or another. I, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be affected yeah. by all this, but right. I think this arbitration process is kind of broken and weird. Um, the, it is. Er, it is. the earlier free agency thing seems to be one of the things that they seem to be uh, the most yeah. off on as far as the players association wanting it and the owners wanting the exact opposite owners in fact want to hold on to players for longer it seems like versus uh the pa wanting shorter timelines for that i think you're right on in that that's that's more than anything in my mind that's really what the players want is they want to reach free agency sooner that's the one thing, Derek, that I'm pretty confident the players are going to get out of this. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, uh, what that looks like. Maybe that's a five-year clock instead of six-year to reach free agency. Maybe you need five years of service time. Uh, we talked before about uh, the owner's ridiculous age proposal where you would uh, you would reach free agency once you're 29. And it doesn't matter whether you, uh, whether you come in the league at age 20 or you come in the league at age 28. You're going to hit free agency at 29. That I don't think that's going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think that in some respect that will happen. The arbitration thing is interesting because you're absolutely right. And we've talked about it on the show before it's the most bizarre system, um, which is utterly horrifying to envision what it would, what it would be like to have to sit in a room and have your boss tell you why you're not worth <laughs> what you think you're worth. It, it's a, it's a very awkward situation, but mm -hmm. the flip side is that agents are, are a key component of that process. And that's on October really... 3rd. Jesse told me that I said <laughs> another player's name wrong. Uh, he did it again on October 7th. Yeah. Not okay. that I've been I... keeping track. No, I'm just putting together a list. That's all. I'm just I'm going back over my notes for you when we have your arbitration meeting. Um, yeah. No. And like, you know, we've also talked about the service time thing, right? Like, yeah, that is such a bullshit manipulated thing in baseball let's be honest right like oh well if we only you know use him a certain amount of time then his time doesn't really start until no 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 the minute you call up a guy his time starts that's when his time starts that's it yeah i'm tired yeah, of this. the service we you are know, tired of the service time hacks with guys coming up a month after they they would just just to manipulate the service clock so i, I right think and i mean that, on there. that's one of those things that like Again, you you talk about fairness. You talk about you know doing whatever you can. If you needed that guy at the end of the season or whatever, 
then guess what? That's that counts. And maybe that'll change how they use young guys. Maybe in some cases they won't do that to some players where they toss them in at the end of the season in what would be maybe considered garbage time for a lot of organizations, especially for a non-competitive Diamondbacks team that isn't making the playoffs, you know, that, that kind of time, like with uh, Seth Beer, for instance, right? Uh, and then he ends up getting injured uh, while he's here. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for some of these things. I will say that what I think will be in there, uh, sure. you and I, you and I both said that we think the designated hitter will be part of yep. the game. Uh, universal designated hitter. Uh, I also think that the expanded playoffs are going to happen. I don't yep. know what they're going to look like. Uh, I do like the idea of kind of, when you look at the NFL right now, the NFL gives that top seed in each, the AFC and the NFC, that buy. And I would like to see uh, yeah, you know, like something a like system. that. Sure. Just something where the top team gets something. You got the best record in your division in, in all of your conference. You deserve that buy. It you, gives you all really want to you really want to give that to the Dodgers year after year, Derek. <laughs> yes, yes, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> uh, really, what I'm looking at here more than anything is well, you have to win your division, right? And they didn't do that this year, uh, and you have to have the best record in baseball. And I think again, the thing I like about that is that gives those teams that have really good records something to continue to play for, right? Yeah, that yeah. first round buy is critical. And I really like the way that the seeding works right now for um, for football, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised to see something very similar to what mm. we see in football, where the division winners all get in as, as the top seeds, and then we have a couple of wild cards, and then we see a playoff amongst those teams, two and below, and the wild cards, and the one is the only one that gets a bye, and, and then everything kind of works itself out. Um, we you You don't like you don't like 14 teams. Um, so no, I like, I like 14. I don't like 16. I think 16 okay. is way too many, but 14, yeah, I could, I could see, I could, I could put because up 14. 14 would give that one team a buy and then six teams. So we'd have three playoff series in each right. division. Right. You know? Um, and then, you know, I, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate I that. Think, I think that's what, I, what I hate is I hate the wild card. I hate the one game wild card. The one game. Yeah. It'll and, probably and, be three game. I think that gets nixed. I think they'll make it a three game series. And that's the thing is I, oh, and see that, that I like, because again, things that coincide with the actual season, that makes sense, right? There is no series throughout the season. That is one game. And that makes zero sense yeah. to make a critical game. Like but a wild it's really card fun series. to watch Derek. It's super I entertaining. <laughs> I honestly, again, there is definitely some recording of me on a different show I used to do uh, that is m very much in favor of the one game wild card. And again, I think really what it comes down to for me is uh, just how ridiculous that really is considering the length of the season yeah. for everything. It's, it is down really, it is really game. ridiculous. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, those are the things as far as changes to the game uh, I think that are going to be made. I don't think that a lot of this negotiation is based on changes to the game. I don't think that they're going to weed out some of the things that they have done. I don't think that there's issues with those. I really think when they talk about teams being competitive and all of these issues, it all comes back to spending and money is really what it comes down to. It comes back to owners spending money, uh, compensating players properly. 
Uh, and honestly, even with the expanded playoffs, making sure that if they do expand the playoffs, that you know that 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 the extra games or whatever are taken into compensation, you know, or taken into consideration as far as the compensation goes. Pitch clock, maybe, potentially. Yeah. Eh. Are, you, are you talking about getting rid of it? Or you talking about no, well, well, I mean, enforcing current, it. Yeah, like like enforcing it, like making it so guys have to throw the pitch within you know whatever whatever time system you want to set up. I think they did it in the they did it in the Arizona Fall League, right? Yeah, when you were they did. when you were there. Yeah, they and did. I I've heard from people that it was kind of captivating. Like it was very there was something about it that just felt like a more entertaining product than some of these pitchers who are more deliberate and you know, it would not abide by that pitch clock unless it was enforced. It's it, they don't abide by it right now. Right. Like I've, I've right. seen certain guys like where it, they're never, they're not even on the mound when it hits zero. So uh, I would love to see that. Yeah. Like similar to like a shot clock violation and in, in basketball having some sort of consequence, like the runner taking the base or something like that. It could be crazy. Well, it's usually I mean? just like, it's usually a just ball. a ball. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's a runner, too. a runner taking a base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would, that would suck. Yes. <laughs> Game winning you... run at third and you don't. Yes. Pitch fast <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you man. Will, you will learn to fear and respect the pitch clock. Jesse. That's what was, what, what was the clock? Do you remember? Do you remember? It was it 15 seconds. Oh no, it was longer than that. It's longer. Okay. Yeah. It's I don't remember off the that. top of my head what it yeah. what it is, but it's I'm I'm pretty sure because I remember uh one of the guys that run it runs it uh is 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 a really good dude. And I remember asking him all sorts of questions about it when they were uh when he was running it. But yeah, no, I don't uh f- 15 seconds. Yeah, 15 seconds is what they okay. used in, in low A and in the uh fall league. So yeah, no, I mean Hey, first of all, uh, managers, general managers, things across the league, they're all on board with it. Um, and they want to do anything that can help cut the dead time out of the game. They feel like those pitchers and that time wasted is is a big part of why people are tuned out of baseball. You know, I, I don't know. I think I still think that it's uh, uh, really bad umpires. That's the biggest deterrent for baseball. And Yes, the length of games. Like nobody, nobody wants to watch anything over three hours. Jesse, nobody. We don't want to watch movies over three hours. We don't want to watch sporting events over three hours. And when your sporting event regularly goes over three hours, people like long movies are just gonna not watch it. Like that's yeah. just what they're gonna do. So um, if if the pitch clock can get things going, then let's go. You know, but also. Uh, TV timeouts in between innings are ridiculously long. So let's get those down to a goddamn minute and let's get this thing going. Like let's get the whole game moving faster because man, I'll tell you, sometimes it feels like those players are just waiting for the okay on the field to start, you know, the inning. And a lot of times it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing in the NBA when when they take a regular timeout on even a not nationally televised game. I think it's two forty-five, two minutes and forty-five seconds, yeah. Yeah. which is ridiculous. It's like yeah. the players don't need to sit around and talk things over for almost three minutes. That long, right? yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it happened at the Fiesta Bowl. There was a weird TV timeout, and you could tell that they had to like hold the ball until like yeah. they were back from the broadcast, right? So 
Like, stop doing stuff like that for baseball. We don't need anything they, to make anything longer. The players serve the broadcast. The broadcast doesn't serve the players. It's, there you go. It's a little bit backwards. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but that's all we got you guys. And, you know, again, whatever we can do to cut things out of this broadcast to make it shorter, we apologize for going this long, but, uh, we hope you <laughs> stuck in with us. Uh, we'll, we'll get a pitch clock on our questions next time. I'm sorry. There you uh, go. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we love our mailbag Monday and we love your questions. So we thank you guys again for participating in that. And of course, of course, we, uh, hope to get some more great questions from you guys next Monday, uh, as we, uh, as we close in on Jesse's January 28th day that appears to be uh, <laughs> not going to be the end of the lockout, but we'll see. We are 25 days away, Derek. From the end of the lockout. From 25 the the lockout. days. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we hope you guys hang in until the lockout ends. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, leave us a message or excuse me, not a message. Well, leave us a message. Shoot us sure, a message. Come back. Sure, Go, yeah. you know, send us messages. Send us DMs. Just send us what tweets, whatever you want to do. Uh, but most importantly, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app uh, and subscribe to us on that app. Also, head over to the YouTube page for PHNX Sports. Subscribe there and sign up for notifications so you don't miss any of the content uh, coming out because lately it's been gold. Aeneas Williams showed up on our Cardinals show. Two of my favorite Cardinals players uh, on the show together. They surprised Frank Sanders. He had a great time. Uh, and, of course, uh, the guys over at PHNX Suns are always up to no good. So uh, go check <laughs> them out, of course. Uh, and we appreciate you guys checking out all of our stuff. Go over to PHNX uh, Locker and get yourself one of our fine, fine T-shirts for just $29.99. We have a beautiful variety of shirts. We're always coming up with new designs. There's some sticker packs you can get for $5. And most importantly, in one of those sticker packs, you might see a little beautiful little snake design that's coming to a shirt near you soon enough on the phnx locker but go right now subscribe get your free shirt over at the phnx locker uh, and then order one of ours or the cool gorilla one that's based on my tattoo i can't get enough of that one i bought all of my shirt friends that shirt jesse everybody i made <laughs> i'm making all of my friends wear it anytime we go to a son's game uh you can do the same for your friends uh, we thank you guys so much for checking out the show we appreciate you guys uh joining us and and withering weathering through the lockout uh and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you ask us questions about baseball <laughs>